Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Unpack your knives and stay. Yes, stay. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Top Chef Rehab Up. I'm Haley. I'm here. I'm not going to be warring with anyone. I'm I'm more of a restaurant piece kind of person. Uh, Kurt Clark, I would say you're a restaurant piece kind of person too. I I am, and I, I appreciate you vocally greeting me versus just saying "Welcome, Kurt" on a little table stand. Oh with- my God! Don't I can't. <laughs> oh. With poor kerning and poor penmanship. Just all of it was bad. Like at least uh, printed off of a poor computer. folding. Poor a lot. Oh, oh my God. It God. just, it, it hurts. It hurts the OCD. Uh, oh, it's just anyway. like third grade classroom level. It's, it's <laughs> tough. Anyways, we're not alone today. No, 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 no. We have, we have a storied guest with us today. Bryce, welcome back to the Top Hello. Hello. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Always happy to talk Top Chef. I think I'm probably a restaurant war kind of person. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I am here to but... fight about that carrot cake. So. <laughs> Let's get into it. No, I'm kidding. Um, No, but yeah, I think food can be a good thing to bring people together. It can also be a divisive um, topic of conversation. So we don't want any boring podcasting here. No, I mean, at least we're not having a mushroom centric episode this time. Oh, thank goodness. No more beige food. (laughs) Uh, How have you been feeling about the season thus far? Are you enjoying it? Are you into it? Who's your favorites? Who are you? uh, Let's not. Yeah, who are you not liking? You know, they're not going to listen to this probably. Yeah. Um, no, I, I've been really enjoying the season. It is, it is to me missing a little bit of the spark that last season had. I think there was something special about that group of people from Portland that, you know, were just coming out of COVID and like dealing with that. And the, the show was kind of going through some transition as well. Um, but I'm loving the all-star judges. They're, they're getting less to do. There's less of them. Um, but it's still really fun. Um, to me, in terms of like the standouts, it's clear that like Evelyn is the most consistent and the judges really like her. Um, so I'm always excited to see what she's going to do. I think it's fun to have a local chef who is like yeah. really doing well and like connects with the judges or the, the guest judges that are coming in. Um, and then I think the, the talent this season is really good. It's really like everybody is kind of has good weeks and bad weeks. You know, we had Jackson who we thought was on the top, who's doing really well. Um, and then, you know, we'll get into his disaster. Um, 
But then I really, you know, like everybody's getting a good chance to kind of share their story and everybody's getting a good chance to have good episodes and bad. I think um, I will be surprised if Luke is around much longer, personally. Um, I really thought this was his episode. It felt like they were setting him up for setting it up for him to leave. And it was very much I was watching the entire episode being like, how are they going to be able to send Luke home over Jackson, who is who's doing just like a completely noticeably awful job and sure Luke's not doing great, but he's like not actively harming the experience of the restaurant. Yeah, I think it is inconsistency. Um, like the challenges that he's had in previous his previous weeks is uh, really shaking his confidence because he was basically just cooking one of Evelyn's dishes for her. Yeah. And I just want him to let go and just be able to, I almost hope there's a challenge coming up with less of some sort of like constraints where he can really just open up and be himself and cook what he enjoys. Um, Because I feel like there's just like something there that we just have not been given yet. Yeah. Yeah, and and given that there's going to be seven people next week, unless they come up with some strange, wonky construction for the challenge, odds are it'll be a solo challenge. That's yeah, a great so, point. so hopefully there's a chance there where he'll be able to let loose a little bit. But there's always like one thing wrong. Yeah, but I mean, Dawn had that last season too. You know, where she was always like leaving things off the plate or whatever, and she made it all the way to the end. So mm-hmm. who really knows? Um, I think Ashley as well. She's been inconsistent. Obviously, she had to get eliminated and come back. Uh, but you never know. Sometimes they get on these like meteoric rises where they just start doing better and better every week. So, um, so yeah, the cast is great. I really like the cast. Some of the challenges I've been a little bit like confused. But I thought the the Jurassic Park challenge was just kind of a mess. Um, <laughs> Both in the way it was presented, and then they had like, here's Bryce Dallas Howard, and here's Chris <laughs> Pratt, and then here's this woman who's never been in the franchise that's actually going to judge the food. Um, and then they didn't describe like that they wanted, like, because I don't want to rehash anything you've already talked about, but like that Charlie's Theron episode from a few years ago. Yeah, yeah that's a good, that's a good example. Yeah. So, because that episode really sticks in my mind. I just remember all the black chicken. And yeah. Because it seemed like, I mean, Again, not to rehash the whole thing, it was like, at least in the, that uh, Snow White and the Huntsman one, mm-hmm. like, it seemed like it was explained to them that they should, like, take this fantastical approach to it. Like, like Tom, at the, Tom last week was very much expecting something, uh, some sort of novelty, and really only Jackson's dish gave it to him, I think, in terms of just, like, the playfulness of it. And it's like, maybe they should have vocalized that more in the setup of the challenge, but, meh. Yeah, but at least, nobody, at least nobody had like a Jurassic themed restaurant. This, like, yeah. you know what? We're going to do that again. We loved it so much. Honestly, though, well, we'll get into that. Uh, I was hoping for something a little bit more inventive than what we got, but you know, time constraints. Yeah, and I wonder if it, there's just some still constraints with um, with some of the COVID protocols. Again, mm-hmm. this season, it really felt like. The season has felt like a bridge between last season and every other season before it, right. where it's like, hey, we're still trying to like be careful, but it's it, there. There's just was not as many people in the restaurant wars as like usually we see mm. these full lines. But I feel like every shot we saw of the restaurant, it was never full at any point. Right. And was it was it last season or the season before that where they incorporated kind of a pitch 
element to the that was all stars yeah yeah Yeah, which that was cool too yeah so i would have to agree that the restaurant concepts weren't like super mind-blowing although i never find them to be like i always kind of feel like a little like what (laughs) yeah and i was not sad that we skipped out on like the logo design sponsored by yada yada company that no one's ever going to actually use and uh, I love that they did like the like the vendor fair, basically like, OK, we're moving around this building to each yeah, person we want to exactly. talk to. Do you miss when they used to have to um, like build the restaurant themselves, no. basically, and, you know, like paint themselves? And- nope. No, I don't. You know, like I don't need to see people fighting over cutlery and napkins. And, yeah. you know, like I just. We're not here for that. This is not like, I don't know if you guys watched Making the Cut on Amazon. It's like the... No, I haven't watched that one. It's it's not great, but it's kind of like Project Runway, but like, but it's about business. And, you know, they basically do like, let me show you my business plan. You have to listen to their spiel. And it's like, this is not what I'm watching the show for. I want to watch it for the art and the talent. I don't know. PowerPoint makes any reality show that much more <laughs> riveting. Yeah, I don't need that. Did you see those transitions? Those animations? Remember when Brian Voltaggio just glued a plate to his his board? Yeah. <laughs> he defied <laughs> gravity. Um, yeah, so we 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 just skip a skip a what are they called? Quick fire, um, as we often do in in the restaurant wars challenge. Um, who? So it was it Nick and Jay who got the knife pull? Yes. Were you surprised? Um, a with either of their the teams that they built. Me? Not, not, either of you. Either, I, <laughs> not really. It seemed to make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or I wrote down the order. I don't know, but like, oh, please read it to us. Yeah. So Nick picked Tamar, and I always see them. They're, they're always together. Um, and, I think Tamar is just like. He is the pick. Him yeah. and Evelyn are the picks. Right. Um, he picked Amara, then Ashley, then Buddha. And then Jay picked Evelyn, then Jackson, then Luke. Did, did she pick Luke, Luke or did she end up with Luke? She Luke, ended up with yeah, Luke. Yeah, he was default. Ugh, I feel so bad for Luke. I just feel so bad. I don't know why. I just. He doesn't look like he's having fun. That's the sad part. It's yeah. like he's, he seems like really bogged down. I mean, we've talked about it, but. Well. Uh, Eddie famously never smiled on his season. That's true. So maybe maybe this is like a re, uh, reincarnation of Eddie Conrad. Um, and then my second question, which I definitely had in my brain, but is now gone. Now what is it? What well, was that question? Oh my gosh, I totally forgot. Well, you think about that. I really, <laughs> I really like the staircase in this episode. I Kurt, no. I no. I can't. I. I Okay, I, so can you imagine here. having to like walk upstairs from dinner to go back downstairs for other dinner? Like it was just so it was just so weird. Like the judges are coming. <laughs> I literally have in my notes the space they're using is very ugly. <laughs> Kelly green stairs and a gold railing, and it looked like potentially like it was like maybe outside or like in a breezeway at an or like a mall. mall? <laughs> <laughs> An abandoned mall. I was like, "What is this place? It's hideous." Asia, if you're listening, can you tell us what abandoned mall this was in? <laughs> Thank you. And then they had like the wall. I mean, the, the obviously 
the divider, but the it divider. doesn't go high enough because the space is too tall. I was just <laughs> and like, they can what? hear each other over it. <laughs> what Houston off-brand vessel is this? You know, like the vessel thing in New York that they have to shut down. Oh, oh yes. Jumping yeah. off of it. But like, what in the world is... Okay, Kurt, I mean, you have your taste, we have ours. So good for you. Why did you... <laughs> why, tell us tell us what what drew you to the staircase. I think it was just the, the fact that it like converges and then diverges. <laughs> I actually liked the whole... Well, let's go up to go down. <laughs> we have to, go to, we have to instead so of like clunky. exiting and coming back in, like they just they. I don't know. I just you get your opportunity to work off the previous meal exactly by going up and down the stairs. The uh, I don't know. It's just I, I liked I liked the staircase. I guess I just like hate like backtracking. Like when I'm driving, <laughs> I try and find the most like efficient way possible that I or like if I'm doing chores, like want to do the and it just feels like weird backtracking to me where it's like we're going back up but we're going down it's like well, just put a doorway in and then get, let me just go sneak through the door around, sneak around the curtain uh like something i don't know um was was there also precious little trainer interaction or a, a server interaction i think in terms of training and stuff yes there's a little reference to it um i wonder yeah i it was funny padma was like make sure you train your servers and i will say and maybe it's because we just like didn't get any like content of it but it seemed like these servers were the best they have ever been especially there is one absolute all-star um the one who was doing jackson's job yeah (laughs) she was doing fantastic and like she left and they're like well she was great but like She's not on the season of Top Chef. Top server. Top server. She wins. She was fantastic. The serving team seemed great. Um, so let's talk about No Name first. Um, so I forgot their, the their dynamic for me, <laughs> the people made sense, but it just, it, it's like Jackson did like a magic mushroom and had all of these ideas and he's like we need to try all of them and then nobody on his team was willing to be like okay that's a good idea but let's not do that one like it was there was so many aspects that were just absolutely perplexing to me um like the only person whose wheelhouse it seemed to be in was evelyn's yeah because jay was like i don't know yeah it's like i'm I'm, I'm, food yeah and and I didn't get the sense Jackson did. Yeah, so like he is like he thought of the pun and was like, "That's it." But Jackson, babes, like there are there are so many other puns. Like you could have done like another fish in the sea. What a great restaurant that is! And it's like a first date spot, and you can all cook seafood because obviously that's. And I think that's why often in restaurant wars, like people go all seafood, is because everyone can know how to cook it and put their own twist on it. I hate what they do, like, not, I I, I don't mind when they pick, like, a specific cuisine, but I hate when they do, like, we're a global restaurant, like, my Moroccan lamb, and then my spring, I hate when they do that. I hate when they have, like, we're just global, we do everything, I hate that. It's like, get uh, get one vibe and let's do it. Um, If I get on there, I'm going to create a restaurant just called Meatballs. Fantastic! I love that. I love it. Got your Swedish meatballs. You got your Italian meatballs. It's like a just meatballs. Nothing. I love it. Fantastic. And then and then your um your dessert could be cake pops because it's in a ball shape. Thank you. Yes. 
So I, yeah, I just like, I like there to be a theme and I like there to be some whimsy to it. And um, I thought Matriarch did a better job of having that kind of like whimsy to it. And maybe that's like Buddha's hand of like knowing his strengths and knowing what like his other teammates strengths are. Um, I thought it was interesting that Jay was very much like, I don't want to work with Buddha. Like, screw that. Like we do not work well together. And, but because Buddha seemed to work super well with everyone else on that, on his team. Um, Well, you know, you've always got that one coworker that's like, (laughs) they're a nice person, but like, no, thanks. Like you can stay on that side of the, I have one. But yeah, you know, that's how it goes. It's just like whatever the chemistry in the air is, it is. I'm sorry. Did you just say you have one? <laughs> and that's I it. Well, technically, I've only met a couple of my. Okay, colleagues, cool. So. Okay, that okay. Story. <laughs> well, wasn't uh, it like? Well, so the, does that date back to Jurassic Park, where they like Jay, Joe, and Buddha were on the team? Buddha had immunity, but he also cooked the only good dish on the team. Like yeah, I don't know I don't if know. she felt like that. Buddha wasn't enough of a leader, maybe. Well, or they just their styles I, I i don't know i'd like to dive more into that um but first i want to dive more into how terrible an idea it was to bring two courses out at once or two at least well a okay there's several things to break down here a there's like the knowledge that family style hasn't worked for, before b like they even were talking about well the one time it did we that the one one time family style didn't work is there was no cohesion between the dishes and there was no cohesion between the dishes. Like you could bring out two dishes at once, especially if you described what they were. Uh, don't get me started on that. Uh, but you could totally pretend, you know, I think you could make it work if there was like some sort of connectivity and uh, discussion about why you did this. Yeah. Like it just, or, you know, as much as country captain, like, in all stars oh, yeah. didn't really like that restaurant concept didn't really work out but it made sense why they were doing it family style because it was all sides they just do too many and i wonder if that's what jackson was like referring to but i thought that was more cohesive than what this was this just didn't make any sense and there was things ending up on your plate that shouldn't have been together and i don't understand why you wouldn't just have a beautiful five course progressive meal that's so clearly worked on the other side of of the the wall watching no name was watching like watching a really really slow train wreck i like Like, was physically cringing the entire time yes every time they cut to jackson just laughing with the customers versus And and like luke clearly had a problem with every aspect of it why couldn't he just speak up and say no, 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 no? We can't, like no, we're not doing that. Yeah, like it's hard. It's hard to tell if they, if No Name was like the first idea they landed on and they went with it. Like we didn't get to see them talking about alternative concepts. Um, so I don't know if it just didn't make it into the show or what. But it's like, yeah, they'll pick a pick a concept that more than one person on the team is extremely comfortable. With. Yeah. Like I feel like it could have been I feel like it could have been done. Um Jackson, I thought he was the perfect choice for the front of house, and I was I was Ooh, sad thanks. to see that was not the case. And like I just feel like he I don't know what it what I don't know what happened to him that he just like made so many just 
errors and he seems like a guy who'd be a fan of this show i just i can't imagine like thinking what if i hand write a sign in permanent marker <laughs> and put it on the judges table that like, says welcome judges a handwriting and, and like he he asked one of the servers like is this cheesy and they're like no like obviously that girl does not want to get fired from her temp job here today right she wants to be on tv i get it i would too but it was just like i what were you thinking and then not immediately going over to the judges and greeting them and like i get i get what his point was that he wanted to treat everyone the same but you are filming a tv show and he was well, much warmer to the other guests than he was. He wasn't treating everybody. Yeah, the same. it was almost like a. It was like a, oh gosh, I don't want to like put, put myself on blast here, but you know, like when you're like like somebody and you're like trying to impress them, but you also want to keep it cool, so you're kind yeah. of dick to them. Yeah, and it, it's like a. Well, you know, I'm making them jealous by laughing my face off with these other people over here. Let them wait. They can sit in it for a second so that when I come up to them, they'll fully appreciate my presence. I, I mean, obviously, that's not Jackson's demeanor at all. But it, like I was watching it and I was just like, what is this? It's like they just they just we all just saw them come down the stairs. Like, well, they went up and then you see them come down. Just go stand I, by the table. Just and, be ready. Like. And and you're sitting there laughing and pouring wine or water for. And the guest another... was like, "Go to the judges." The yes. guest themselves <laughs> that like knew better. Like, go to the judges. Like, like we're not judging your food. They are. Yeah. So, like, maybe go talk to them. At least tell them what they're eating. For heaven's sake. It was one of the most perplexing moves I have ever seen on this show. It seemed like such an obvious like misstep. And I think it was like highlighted even further because there was the, like the chef's table aspect of it. Yeah. And, oh. and even when like you thought he would have learned when like, or maybe like been more present at the table when like, you know, Padma specifically calls him out on You want to tell us like what we don't know what to do with this dish. Yeah. And, like there was, it was, and it's not even, it's not even just like, there was a couple of dishes where it was like, you have to tell us what you want us to do. Yeah. Yeah. And Anytime. he didn't do it. Like, he, how were they supposed to know it was a lettuce wrap? Like, how? First of all, like, Evelyn could hear. She kept saying yes. the judges are not happy. Like, at Please, some point, like, it's like, I don't know if she fully stepped into, like, the executive chef role ever even but she was barely like but she like, was barely given the role they're right. just kind of like evelyn you know what? and it's funny because i don't remember if we were actually talking about this on last week's episode about how like oh yeah like evelyn should be the leader of this team she runs pop-up restaurants like this is going to be her wheelhouse like, i don't know why she didn't take over or actually like be the sh- I don't know, be the chef or like, you know, there's a couple of moments where I thought she did, like when she told Jackson to start firing the fish for the judges and he was like, too soon. She's like, or not Jackson, not Luke. And she, he was like, she was like, please just do this. And it was like, ended up being like perfectly cooked. Um, but- it was like, like they, they, they didn't even know who cooked what. They at the end yeah. of everything, they said, "Can you just give us a rundown?" And he like, you've was like uh, the first course was this. The, the, like, and he didn't even say like this dish. In this course, was this? He's just like first course, this first that, like it was just. I, I and I thought, I thought that maybe he would come under fire for well, the only dish you really introduced was your own dessert. But even that, it's like Evelyn had to kind of call him back and say, 
no, you were going to do the spiel. Remember, like you were going to tell right. them more about your dish and he had to come back. And and anytime you have to tell them, this is how you need to eat it. They do not like, like that. that's don't tell the judges how to eat. The well, food. I, I mean, at what point did you think making a cookie with a fork and knife was a choice that should be made? Like unless it's ultra like moist and chewy. It should never have been presented with a fork and knife. No. I'm fine with cookie being dessert and it being a handheld, but then at that point, like it should never have been presented with a fork and knife. I, I I have less issue with the chefs telling the diners, here's how it's intended to be eaten. I have more issue, I think, and I think the judges do too, with you telling the diners they're eating it wrong. And I think I think that's where they've they've come into yeah, more. Yeah, that's more fair. Previously. That's fair. Um, but especially, but it has to be when it's being served. And I think it was at the very least, it was a, um, it was I thought it was a good pivot to tell people that they had to pick up the cookie by their hands. Yes. But the lettuce wrap thing definitely needed more of a setup than because they were like, "What is this? What do we? What what are we supposed yeah, to do? What here? do we do?" So let's actually go through the dishes that No Name put out. Um, <laughs> Kurt, I like how you put this. First course, part one. First course, part two. Um, so, so Evelyn made penny puree with shrimp, passion fruit, and Thai basil. Uh, and Jay had the snapper summer rolls with papaya, citrus, and avocado. Um, they liked Evelyn's penny puree, but needed more liquid or more sauce to it, which I got. This did look delicious. Jay's, um, they loved this dish. I thought it was so cool that she made the wrapper out of fish itself. Like that was right. very interesting to me. Yeah, I think the, um, I would have definitely, I think, I mean, I'm not a huge fish person, but I think I would have wanted to try Jay's uh, take on summer rolls. I personally two. actually thought that this menu, to me, was more attractive, even though it was disjointed. Like, as a whole, I wanted to eat all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, in general, like the penny puri, like, like Padma was saying, like that is supposed to have like some kind of flavored water or liquid in it and it looks completely dry i mean i love a good crunchy bite um but you're supposed to have like a pop of a flavor when you bite into it and i don't think that that happened for her i think it it, was it the if if this had been served as five courses would it have been seen as more of a cohesive menu or if it had all been served at once oh everything at once except the dessert yeah to me, that's reads more as family style than what they did. Right. It's like you bring out everything at once. Yeah. Just pick around and choose. And yeah. And you will still introduce the dishes. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that's a missing element no matter how we just slice it. But yeah. But but we just- should never do, again, like we've litigated family style, but unless you have a, a round table with a lazy Susan in the middle. Yeah, that's a great point, too. They're not going to be passing things back and forth across that table. Well, I've done it before where you've got, if it's a long table, you've got like, you've got a, the, like the dishes here, here, like a couple, the the dish resides in a couple places yeah. along the table. Um, yeah, I would just, it, I I find it maybe, um, as much as the name the name was like their showstopper dish, it didn't feel like it the right place in the meal. Like I. I've, if we were presenting it as five courses, I find it weird that the curry came before that. Mm. And I don't know why. I just like if I don't I don't know. Like I just feel like I, maybe it should, I don't know. Like this was just a weird. I think they 
I think they, I don't know what they were thinking. It was just not. And I don't find that the shortbread there does. Oh, I don't actually, we didn't, we didn't even get into the second course yet. Did we? No. Uh, Chuchi curry with black cod and coconut rice. And this was Luke, but really it was Evelyn. And then um, the team, the team dish, a barbecue name sausage with Brussels sprouts, lettuce and spicy bean sauce. Um, it looked amazing. <laughs> I would yeah, love that plate it. in front of me. Yeah, they all thought that was great. Um, they said that Jay's sauces throughout the meal were fantastic. I really think in some alternate universe in which they had to pick a winner from this team, I think it's Jay. I think I think you're right. Um, I'm wondering if this would have worked with the first three dishes coming out together. And then and then focusing yeah. on the name the no yeah. name dish or the, yeah, the name maybe. sausage dish. I think maybe that might have I'd have to take another look at the black cod Luke's dish to see can you frame that up as more of a a starter than a It was a dish. Pretty big yeah. bite from what I remember. You'd have to reconceptualize it. Yeah. Well yeah, it wouldn't be family style. It would be like a little like bowl or something. Um and they said that it wasn't seasoned enough. And I feel really bad for Luke here because I wish he would have just trusted his gut. But like when you're in these team situations, you wanna like go with your team and they all said yeah no it's fine oh jackson even jackson even said it was too salty somehow um well, he can taste salt he said he can taste salt and that's yeah. about it um which i could see like well if all you're tasting is a mouthful of salt of course it's going to taste over salted right. i mean you have i'm sure to- we'll talk about the reveal later well, in the episode, i but- just don't know why that reveal wasn't earlier in this challenge and yeah. i i just wanted him to be like hey just so you know, so we're at a starting point. I can't taste anything. It seemed wild that um he waited until the end, until after the challenge. And Luke was genuinely mad because he was like, I went off what you told me, not realizing that you're playing with a different deck of cards. Yeah. Evelyn even mentioned it too, is the you know, the fact that, you know the team was relying on his opinion at several times and he was just faking it. It was just, I, at that point, like up until, up until judges table, my assumption was just Jackson's going home and then through the editing and through like Luke, even like there's like the storytelling of Luke saying, I may go home and Jackson's like, not a chance. I thought that that's where I started to think, well, maybe Luke go home. I'm glad he didn't. Yes. I would have been pretty annoyed if he went home this i will say oh go ahead sorry no no no. you go ahead i was just gonna say i i think that you know they they did all of them seemed pretty frustrated and upset by it but i mean all in all they're still all responsible for being able to season their own food totally Um, and i totally agree with that especially when i think think luke should have stood up for himself way more especially when luke at the even at the start of the episode was having confessional specifically about the extent to which he is salting his food right but it also seemed to me that jackson appeared to just like try to go through the whole season without having to tell anyone and he waited until basically like i feel like i'm going home yeah i'm gonna reveal it Mm -hmm. which was a choice (laughs) which was a choice yeah yeah because i'm wondering if they told the i'm wondering if they told the judges because like if that's at that point if it's been said out loud to the team, like, I, I mean, he, he alluded to it several times in last chance kitchen, but um, I'm wondering if the, if, if I'm wondering at what point and if, if the judges knew and if at what point they did. 
Yeah, I mean, are we going to talk about Last Chance Kitchen? We will. We'll get yep. there, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, then the dessert was shortbread with mandarin orange citrus curd and whipped coconut. I think this could have been a more fitting dessert. I don't know. I just feel like this is a little bit of a sore thumb in, in the menu. I just... It doesn't totally make sense to me. Um, especially it didn't seem to turn out that well. So I don't know. It was just, you know, and it, it's funny because in judges table, the judges were like, no, this was a great restaurant and a great meal. We really enjoyed it. It's just that, you know, you were up against a freight train of a restaurant. Yeah. Like coming out of, it was like, given how well the critiques of matriarch went, like after just not even just even seeing that sign. <laughs> oh. <Damn>, they lost. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what was like? Was it the first dish where I was like, because there was like basically like no downside to matriarch. So I was like waiting for like you know typically they'll yeah. do okay first course had this kitchen wins or first second course this kitchen wins. I was like, yeah, matriarch did so well that like if there's anything that's even like a a negative experience or hick oh there it is there there's that negative experience yeah uh, so like oh yeah just so i was actually a little bit surprised at how um uneven uh, it was not how uneven it or was like but how, how, it was how much different. tom praised both kitchens at, at yeah table. Uh, yeah that's fair yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I, did, I did appreciate that even when no name like felt like things were but actually both teams had some moments where they felt like things were kind of going out of the control they were all able to keep calm. Nobody yelled at the wait staff. It was very like that aspect of this restaurant wars was very lovely. Uh, but Jackson's service, it just, I, it, it was physically uncomfortable to watch at many points. Yes. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch -ch that's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, should we talk about the good? Yeah. I think so. Um, Matriarch. No I, H on the end. I, okay. I don't like that. Why Why was there no H on the end? Because they don't give an H. No, they don't. That'd be F. Never mind. 
Uh, yes. So matriarch, they were going for Southern inspired food. I appreciate what they were doing here. Inspired by their uh, mothers, grandmothers, the women in their lives. Yeah, the women in their lives. Um, Which is a interesting, like, kind of pivot from the the Texas uh, famous Texas women episode. But. Yeah, I really loved what they were doing, um, and I thought it was super interesting and cool of Buddha to be like, you know what, this isn't my wheelhouse. This is very much your wheelhouses. Please teach me what I can do. And I thought Buddha did an absolute stellar job of meshing what he's good at with what the concept of the restaurant was. He was able to take the feedback from all of the other people who he was like, you guys know better than me. Like, let's, let's actually work together here. Um, I thought he was going to be the wrong choice for the front of house. Not that there's somebody obvious on this team who I thought would have been like a fantastic front of house, but he was so good. He had every detail nailed, even just like having all of the chairs face the kitchen. So they're, they're all having that chef's table experience more or less. I thought that was brilliant. I thought the style was beautiful. I thought everything was just like really lovely. His service was lovely. Like the way he just, they were all putting the plates on the table at the exact same time. It was just really well thought out. And I thought he did just an absolute fantastic job. Even if the food from no name was on par, the experience of matriarch was levels above like significantly. And I think they did such a lovely job thinking out every detail. Um, And Ashley ran the kitchen super well. I thought it was interesting that they put Ashley in the executive chef position. Um, they're right, though. The optics would have been wild if the one woman on their team wasn't the executive chef when they're kind of being like, women lead us. You know what I mean? Well, and can we talk about real quick before we move off of Buddha? Like the reveal this episode of like, he's a top chef super fan and has like notes and binders on what has happened. That's previously. what you should do. He's like a, a student of the game, quote unquote, for, for top chef. He's, he's, he, that's the Jim Smith school. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember this challenge of, is so easy to learn from. Yeah. Jim said he went to the whole food, all the whole foods in Charleston and like made roots and learned what they had and figured yeah. it out. Like, yeah, I love that. It's easy to figure it out. It's, you know, you can study. Like, I hate when people come into Top Chef being like, I'm just going to, I just great. Like, it's a game. We're playing a game here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they, they presented it in a, a very classic five course way. I love what Buddha did here. Like, I'm sorry, I'm giving him so much praise, but I love that he didn't just do one appetizer. He did things that he's like, what are things that can a I can make ahead of time and they can be presented B you guys can just finish quickly and I love that he did kind of like a trio of kitchen snacks um he made Parker House rolls with ham butter smoked fish and crab tarts fried oysters with comeback sauce uh the comeback sauce was actually next next um, and then uh there was a chow chow on the crab and fish tarts that Demar um taught him and then i believe the ham butter was ashley or i don't, I don't recall remember. all, all I, know I know is tiffany I, I was like i've never had ham butter and i tiffany loved the ham butter yeah i mean i'm dying for ham <laughs> and butter. tom loved the parker house rolls i he was like these are i've, I've been cooking them for 40 years and i've never made them this good yeah. and then the ham butter he put it he made it in a rose like what the hell it was gorgeous i loved it 
I loved what he did here. Maybe just because I love little snacks. That's how I always want to eat. You, I just want little snacks everywhere. Have you ever... Okay, so this is like <laughs> insight into the life of Bryce here, but I'm not a classy guy. Have any of you ever eaten a butter, like, thinking it was like chocolate or something, like a butter <laughs> rose? Or <laughs> I have. <laughs> I was... Yes, I will. No, I was at a wedding where they serve they served like a garlic butter for the steak, mm-hmm. and I thought it was potatoes. Like I think a dollop of mashed potatoes because there was a lot of it. Yeah, and so I was like, oh yeah, and I was like, and that's not potatoes, that's butter, because it was like this whipped. Uh, there was like. Too little to be a serving of potatoes, but almost too much to be a serving of butter. So I, but I, so I, but anyway, I I thought it was mashed potatoes and it was kind of whipped butter for the steak. Yeah. You, these are lessons that you learn sadly in public. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Cause you never present butter like that at home. (laughs) No, absolutely not. Not for, not for myself. Um, I just thought this was just beautifully done by Buddha. And I thought Mm -hmm. it was like such a lovely welcome and, and like, um, Setting the tone for what this is going to be. And it kind of also was a better presentation of multiple dishes than what they did in the other kitchen. Yeah. Instead of of doing like the, instead of the two, the the part one and part two to the first courses, you had Buddha just doing a multi-part first course kind of sort of thing. And I thought that that was a lot more elegant than, than what No Name did. And who doesn't want bread at every meal? Right. I'll take it. I'm going to, I'm actually, tomorrow I'm going to make some Parker House rolls. They look really delicious and I want to try and make it. And then I want to not make my own butter, but like take some of the butter I already own and like mix it with some hot honey and do that. Mm. I'll report back. Um, second course done by Ashley. Uh, she made a salmon tartare with buttermilk curls and peaches. She wanted originally to go in more of like a raw beef direction. Then she kind of wanted to do like a salad and Buddha kind of talked her out of that. I think Ashley did a beautiful job here. The buttermilk pearls, uh, they said it didn't add a lot of flavor, but I thought it looked really cool. I love that her grandmother's name was Pearl and it was a really like, like gorgeous representation of what this restaurant is um and i love peaches like i want peaches in my savory dishes and the salmon tartare is more appealing to me than a beef tartare i'm sorry yeah it's a little bit more like a poke at that point right yeah exactly <laughs> all yeah i'm in um and then uh demard did most of the plating of this dish and i was a little worried for him i think this was the only thing that they're like we got to try and even this out somehow. Damar is struggling with the tartar. Um, and it's just that it had so many touches that it was, and it was so delicate that he had a lot to go through, but he yeah. did a great job. Yeah, he, he seemed to be the hustle on the team in terms of just getting everything cranked out. Yeah. Um, for the third course, Ashley made gumbo with herbs, red rice and seasoning meat. Yeah. I had to double check that one. It's like, yeah, no, this is uh, this is seasoning meat. I guess it's meat that's used for seasoning. I did not Google it. Yeah, um, the judges absolutely adored this. Uh, God, you know what? I love having Tiffany there. She just she just makes me happy to hear her talk about things because she just like always takes things like positively and you know always looks for the good in things, but has like great feedback and critiques. I just 
love Tiffany and she's, you know, really enjoyed this dish. Seasoning meat is usually pork, but um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Lost it. Seasoning meat is usually pork, but never a fancy cut. And said it's every nook, cranny, nugget, and bone. Uh, yada, yada, yada. So it's, uh, yeah. Cool. Um, and then Nick, Nick did steak and potatoes. And I was like, babes, you are going simple here. But it looked amazing and I would order it. Um, he made barbecue strip loin with potatoes and oxtail marmalade. And they were, obs- and they were obsessed with that marmalade. Um, I would love to try it too. I did, love it so I, I thought he had, he had trouble finding the oxtail though, right? Like, yeah. Cause the, the restaurant they went to had zero oh, yes, oxtail. Did, so yeah. we had, they had to hop on the phone to the other two. What was it that it said on the sticker? It was just like meat. And Nick yeah. was, and Nick was like, Mm, I think this is it. <laughs> that's a that's a a a prelude to Jackson and his cheese in Last yeah. Chance Kitchen. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, this looked great. Beautiful job by Nick. Um, and then for the fifth course, Damar made carrot cake with carrot caramel, coconut, and candied ginger. Again, they were like trying to make me worried for Damar. Because him baking the cake, it like didn't quite do. Oh what yeah, he well he was to supposed do. to do the semifredo, and then he didn't. But it turned out super well for him. They yeah. all loved it. They, you know, uh, who, who was it? Tom said that he's had carrot care cake for his birthday every single year, and it's never been this good. Or was that Gail? I can't remember. That was a lie. I'm sorry. This is I. I don't want to rip him apart for the carrot cake. I just don't ever give me a thin strip of cake with no frosting, like. I'm sorry. You have to give. I want a chunk. I want it to have nuts in it, and I want it to have cream cheese frosting. Ninety like, percent <laughs> of carrot cake is the cream cheese frosting, not in terms of volume, but in terms of expectation. Right. It, I mean, this is a vessel expect- of frosting, <laughs> and so when he comes cake out with that tiny, like quarter inch strip of carrot cake that he like shaved off with a cheese slicer, I'm like, <laughs> absolutely not. Like this is not a dessert. This is just like a like I don't know. I want a chunk of cake. That's what I want with all cake. So and I'm sure it was of, fine, but it wouldn't it, to have it be the star that it was. I was like, good grief, being dramatic here. Like, can I get it without the coconut candy ginger, please? Yeah, right. Oh, that sounds great. I this whole menu oh, sounds just unbelievable to me. Yeah. I thought it was um, a choice to serve. It. Like maybe they weren't outside, but like I was initially very nervous for him when he was going to make the semifredo or the ice cream, seemingly outside in Texas during the summer. I was like, just uh, a choice. That's like a that's like a British Bake Off move. Yeah, here's your ice cream week. Um, but it didn't seem to matter, so good for him. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, they were. I'm pretty sure that they were inside because there was there were a couple points where it looked like when Luke was doing the fish, it looked like that grill was outside. Like he right. had to like mm. leave through mm-hmm. a back door or something. To yeah, uh, it's hard to set up a you know a, a full chef's kitchen in a mall. So. <laughs> Yeah, but Matriarch takes the win here. It was very obvious. Um, And they said it was one of the best uh, restaurant wars. Um, And, you know, one of the the guest judge who was not Tiffany had mentioned, like, it feels like we're on, like, week four of this restaurant, not, like, day one. And I do think they all just had personalities that very much meshed. And they knew what they were doing. And it all made sense. And it was all just beautifully done. Yeah, it was like I said, it's like coming out of their presentation. It was like 
if there's even a single noticeable thing that you would label as a stumbling block, then the other team was screwed. Mm-hmm. Like the other team had to also hit it out of the park. They needed, we needed to have the, for there to be a question as to who won, there needed to be that almost like that head to head challenge of the dishes. Um, but, but there was, there was just so much wrong with the overall experience yeah. at, at no name that is like, it was, and it was, and it not only was it like, this is probably one of the restaurant wars where I was most certain who was going to lose. I, it's also, I was most certain who was going to be eliminated, even though they did mess it up, like mess with the yeah. a little bit to kind of tease Luke. I want to say, but were you surprised that it was Ashley who took the ultimate win for this episode? Hope you froze there for a moment, Haley. Oh, sorry. I was said, do do you were you surprised that it was Ashley who took the ultimate win for this episode? Because <sighs> I thought it was going to be Buddha, honestly. I mean, I think that they were definitely usually. I feel like with Top Chef Restaurant Wars, yeah. like the winner is typically either the executive chef or. And it could have been either one, obviously, because yeah. they really liked Buddha's food as well. Um, it may have been just like a, a choice with, uh, was this, did they all get $10,000 to everybody on the team? Yeah. $40,000 so. to the yeah. team. Yeah. So it almost may have been like, uh, again, you know. Ashley, you did a great job. Congrats. Like, you're Ashley doing it. to be the executive chef. Maybe yeah. it, it made sense for them to be like, let's give the woman the winner. There was a there was a lot of commentary about though like how she seemed to be like everything was kind of cool, calm, and collected. That she seemed to be managing things well, and so um, yeah, I, I, don't know. I wonder. Charge, so, like, it mm-hmm. made sense to give her the. Yeah, that the makes win. sense. What I wonder think? if the oh. like I, I wonder though if the if this if the. Uh, the chef's table in the kitchen, if that makes it harder for front of house to shine. So I don't know if, 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 if that's a, I mean, definitely, you know, Jackson didn't help much by his approach to front of house, but um, I, I just don't know if that was a, uh, if, if, if there's an opportunity because their backs to the rest of the restaurant, they can't necessarily yeah. see how the front of house person is doing. Like, unless they get there, everything looks like a total shit show then maybe it's uh maybe you know there's not much that front of house should be doing except for checking in regularly there is something to the chef's table format even though this one was kind of just like altered a little bit from last season but like the i would say like the food that they've been getting even the losing team this week had better food than average. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if there's something to the pressure of the judges sitting right in front of you that just like forces them to perform better. Or maybe, you know, obviously like I think the talent level has been like extraordinarily high for the last couple of seasons as well. But um, yeah, the food itself has been pretty delicious from, from what it sounds like there's been no like kitchen disasters that we've seen in previous top chefs. The closest was the cookie, you yeah. know, and like if, if they ha- actually, if they hadn't caught the fact that oh, let's tell them to eat it by hand, if they, if they did, if they'd gone first instead of seconds, I don't know if they would have caught that in time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And yeah, so the the fact that they were able to pivot and say, we start telling them to eat with their hands because people are trying to cut it and it's like shooting across the room. So we, and we don't want that. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, it was, uh, it, was, uh, it was an episode. It could have been worse. It could have been better. I, my body, you know what? I actually have some knots in, in my neck, and I think it's from, like, doing this the entire episode when I was watching, like, Oh no. Um, but I thought it was a good episode and I think it was fair. I think the deserving team won and I think Daxon was the absolute right call to send right. home. Mm-hmm. So tell me about Last Chance Kitchen. Yeah, I didn't. Well, did last, you watch it? <laughs> no, no, I did. How dare you? How dare you, Bryce, that, say I that I didn't there, watch it? Yeah. Well, when when they get it. when they when, when Jackson gets in there, like Tom doesn't never doesn't show up, and they're just kind of standing there. It reminded me of those like the brief time that Survivor was trying to do the host your own challenge challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot. I thought maybe the, this was a riff on the fact. That. I thought this was maybe a riff on the fact that you know, <laughs> you know, Jackson never stopped by to see us so i'm not going to stop it and see you just give mm-hmm. you the directions for the challenge or something like oh, that oh that's funny but um the phone this phone rang underneath the the cloche the silver uh, platter and tom and gail are kicking back in what tom says is his house i don't know if he lives in austin or or, or um houston. or houston or if this is an airbnb or or what i assume it's just like a like where tom is staying yeah but they yeah they the they had to make a. They had to make three courses. They had to basically make a restaurant concept, and three courses. And like they had forty-five minutes to do that, and they then had to deliver it to Tom and Gail. So it was like not only did you have to make three dishes that were thematically could be seen as all coming from the same restaurant, but they had also had to survive travel. So they had to box it up really carefully and yeah. make sure that they didn't make the chicken soggy or, you know, all of the things that go into and, delivery food. And Sarah was even talking about how, like, there's this, like, kind of this lime distillate that, like, it can keep crunchy food crunchy. Like, as opposed to, like, otherwise it can, like, if you get fried food delivered, sometimes it's soggy by the time it gets there. And she had kind of solved for that. But Jackson did a uh, casual Italian restaurant. And his big thing was, who makes pasta for like who, who tries to make homemade pasta in 45 minutes? This stupid idiot. Uh, so he was kind of down on himself on that. Uh, but the, the, but the self-made pasta seemed to actually go well for the most part. And then Sarah made uh Jamaican, 
of the Jamaican menu, Jamaican and Asian. Um, yeah, and it seemed like it was actually v- pretty close. Yeah, I feel like the the food was they had pretty much good notes for at both people. Um, it just seemed like maybe um, they were really impressed with the crunchiness of the chicken. Yeah, and even though Jackson. I only now have one person in the competition and that's Nick in terms of my draft. I was like, I'm still rooting for Sarah to get back in. Um, and I think with they, they, you know, so Jackson for his dishes, he made a mandelia de seto, which is like these little, supposed to be like a silken handkerchief in terms of what the consistency of the pasta should be with almond manchego pesto. Uh, second course was a chicken with salsa verde and third course was eggplant with fonduta. It was the eggplant with fonduta where he was hoping that he would have a, uh, mozzarella cheese, I believe it was that he would be. No, able he was to looking for a par- parmesan. He's looking mm-hmm. for a parmesan, uh, and he could not find any in the pantry, and so he grabbed something just called cheese, and he doesn't know. I think it didn't have a label on it. From yeah. what I could see, it was it was like wrapped. But and this is where I thought like maybe like he didn't address it with Tom and Gail, but then I, I was wondering like do they know that he can't taste because like a chef should know by just by tasting a cheese like what kind of cheese it is yeah at least the like the the cheese family it's in the general cheesiness of it right. exactly so i think i think he just went on texture to say like will this be good for this dish mm-hmm. and even though the entire time like monique and joe are like there's from a pasta perspective like there's dry pasta just use that but you know he he, he made his own pasta which uh, did seem to impress the judges uh sarah made a jerk shrimp larb a crispy curry chicken and a coconut fruit salad um and overall, uh, Sarah ended up advancing. Yeah, because I think, I mean, based off of what Tom said, like each individual dish of Sarah's had like a point of view that was clear. Yeah. And so, and she was a little bit more creative with her food than Jackson was. So Sarah Jackson is out of the competition and Sarah keeps going. Good for Sarah. Yeah. I'm, I'm thrilled for her. It's like probably just like two to three more wins. What? She's a... Detroit chef, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm always rooting for the Michigander. So, yeah. Although apparently she like grew up a bit in Jamaica. Jamaica yeah. Really? Yeah. She spent some formative years there. It Interesting. Like. So, Bryce, what'd you eat this week? Anything good? Anything great? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it was about a year ago that I talked with you last and it was patio season then. We had like a super nice day yesterday. It was like, 80 degrees, sunny, first time this year. Um, and I'm in Chicago and Chicago, you know, we only have like 10 days a year that are nice. Um, and so uh, patio season has begun. So I went out for brunch yesterday with a friend at Milk and Honey, which is this nice little cafe in uh, West Town. It had some amazing orange brioche French toast. That was incredible. And some very thick cut bacon. And this place does not just give you two slices of bacon. They bring you like six. It was so good. Um, I also have been going out a lot. I went to a place called Bayanco. Kurt, did you ever eat at Bayanco? I don't think so. Well, where is it at? It's in Ravenswood. Um, mm-hmm. okay. Kind of Montrose. Um, and right by the Brown Line stop. And uh, it's Filipino uh, Cuban fusion food. Oh wow! It's very good. It's a Michelin star restaurant. Um, oh, definitely have not been there. That <laughs> they had. Some Bryce says, "Oh, I'm not a classy guy," and then he's like, "Well, I went to a Michelin star restaurant. It's just a Tuesday for me." I mean, but it's 
it's literally like underneath the brown line L stop. It's like not, you know, it's not like a nice, it's, it's, no, it's great. It's but, not fancy. Um, they had, um, have you ever had seasick? Do you know what seasick is? It's a Filipino dish. It's like pork parts with mm-hmm. typically like an egg cracked over the top and there's like a sour like sauce that they put on it. It's so good. Um, but they had uh, seasick nigiri. So it was like wrapped in rice and then oh. they put a quail egg on the top, like a, a soft, um, over easy quail egg. It was so good. I'm definitely going to go back there because the prices were reasonable. Um, as far as what I'm, I've been cooking, um, I took Nini's uh, soup dumpling class back in February. So you know how like a lot of the chefs are doing these virtual classes. And um, so I signed up to take her class in February because soup dumplings are like really hard to find here in Chicago. You have to basically go down to Chinatown. They're the best too. I just like one of my formative food memories was um, I went to China many, many years ago and there was just this one restaurant and all they did was like not just soup dumplings, but like fried soup dumplings. They were like unbelievable and it just has perplexed me for so many years until recently i learned how they do it like how mm-hmm. they actually make the soup dumpling i i oh i love them so much so much and i'm obviously like no free ads but like take one of nini's classes because she's great she's super hands-on like very it's it's i think there were like maybe 15 people in the class oh, cool. there's like a lot of opportunity to ask questions um and so i've been making soup dumplings like every week <gasps> And I freeze them and you just like when you freeze them, you can just heat them up in the steamer for 12 minutes and they're ready to go. Um, so that's I've been working from home and it's just been so nice to just like plop it on the, the stove, steam a bunch for lunch. And oh, it's so good. And the, you make so much of the soup that it's just like you just have to keep using it and using it. And I feel like um, she actually like sells her classes as like. Like here's the rewind of it. Like you can mm-hmm. buy it. Like yeah, it's, 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 well. you get a recording when she sends. Like after you oh, take the cool. class. Um, so I've gone back and like rewatched the pleading demonstration on the dumpling and everything multiple times. So highly recommend doing that. And then lastly, I know I'm kind of going on and on here, but like I've recently gotten very into making ice cream. I um, have noticed that, and I yes. love this for you. So I, I got an ice cream maker for Christmas. And so I've been making all kinds of like weird flavors. So my most recent one is a blueberry pancake ice cream um, that tastes like blueberry pancakes. And it's so good. Um, I have like three or four other flavors that I'm kind of working my way down a list. But like I do not need to be eating a half gallon of ice cream at a time. Um, But I'm having a lot of fun with that. I've taken kind of a a step back from the baking for a little while. more focused on the ice cream. On the freezing. (laughs) The, The opposite. Yeah. End of the spectrum. Kurt, what have you been eating this week? Um, I got a meal kit this week. I made a beef bibimbap that was really good. Um, I made these uh, cheese steaks uh, with kind of a, like uh, with these steak strips, um, uh, sirloin strips, and a uh, cheese sauce. It was pretty salty. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I oversalted. Uh, sorry, Luke. Um, but it's, but not to the point where it was like, I couldn't eat it. Like it was still like, it was just a saltier food that I'm used to. Um, but then yesterday I made these breakfast stuffed breakfast buns that were the first two were like the, I got, this is the first time I had to like roll out dough and ever use it for anything. Uh, and it wouldn't stay like 
flat. It kept kind of constricting. Uh, but that having been said, there was like a ch- egg, basically it was like sauce, chorizo, egg and cheese, um, stuffed buns seasoned with everything bagel seasoning. And there were some green onions in there and a maple mm. glaze and Ooh. a sriracha ketchup. Um, and it was, and so <laughs> I had two for breakfast on Saturday. I went for breakfast today. I've got one more left, but it was, um, my first attempt to like roll out dough and you know put something in it and then like wrap it up like a bun and bake it. Yeah, I don't know. It was a. Uh, it was. I'd, I'd say it was like three point five out of five in terms of its success. But um, is it like a puff pastry or what kind of dough? It was like pizza it was like dough. A bagel. No, okay. it, was, it was like it was it was billed as pizza slash bread slash calzone dough. Did you cook it in the oven? Yeah, I baked it in the oven for okay. twenty minutes. Hmm. Um, and then I also found a new local brewery that has these amazing, um, uh, kettle sour beers that are like, it's like, not, it, it feels like you're drinking a fruit smoothie. Oh, and I love those. I love like the smoothie beers mainly oh. because I'm not a big beer person, but I love when they're juice. They, they've, it's, there was this breakfast, my favorite there. They, well, they have one that was, they, that was called Pie Guy, which had like blackberries and vanilla and cinnamon. Oh, you love your Exactly. But I actually liked their breakfast bowl one, which is supposed to have hints of granola and vanilla and blueberry, raspberry. Uh, I can't remember if that one had banana in or not, but oh, um, all, all of these were <laughs> just amazing. Like this is like, I, I got a four pack to go. Uh, and I've drank two of them today and I've got like had one left cause I had one late yesterday. So, um, very excited about that. I find like finally found a brewery that is like right up my alley. What's the name of it? Uh, sorry. Arvon brewery, A-R-V-O-N. No okay. food there though. That's the disappointing thing. Like lots of the local breweries will have food. They have like a food truck parked outside that I opened up. To, well, here at least if you're serving alcohol, you have to serve food. Oh, really? Uh, Not here. No, nah, not here. Not America. A lot of bars don't like. There's tons of bars in Chicago that are bringing your own food. Yeah. It what? Yeah, there's one in, in Grand Haven where it's like, here's a list of local restaurants that will deliver to our bar if you want any food. Um, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> they have like popcorn or nuts or whatever, but pretty much. Yeah, they sold popcorn. That's true. They sold like pre-bagged popcorn, but that's it. What did I eat this week? Um, I made, I made, <laughs> I, I bought a Dutch oven like probably two years ago. And the only thing I've ever used it for is bread. <laughs> like I've only ever made bread in it. So I was like, oh, why don't I try and brace some beef? Um, I would say it, I should have done it on a bit of a lower temperature for longer. The beef itself was a little dry, but the au jus I made with it was like, I I could drink that. Like it was so good. Um, made some Yorkshire pudding. That's what caused um, some oil spillage in my stove. Um, and uh, we've been battling with the smoke detector all week. Wow. Um, this is this should have been grocery week, but we did not go for groceries. So we, we've been just trying to clean out the fridge. So one day we made omelets with like spinach and tomato and feta, and those were pretty good. Mm. Um. I had this like harebrained idea that like a couple months ago we had gotten um, like a two pack of pulled pork from Costco. And I was like, I want pulled pork pasta. So we cooked like onions and then mixed it with the pulled pork and put the barbecue sauce on. 
And then I took a penny and like tossed it in olive oil and salt and pepper and then just put the pulled pork on top of it. And it was delicious. I can't, I can't lie to you. It was great. All of those good things are good to like separately. So. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, it feels like weird to do that, but it was, I enjoyed it. And then uh, Ethan went to the movies yesterday and he got movie theater popcorn and God, it's good. I love it. It's so good. You bring it back? Yeah, he did. He he brought me some, which is nice. I did. I did. I know. He's a he's a great guy. What can I say? I did that once, where it's like you know they like the theater bow send you get a free refill on your popcorn. It's like I'm not going to get up in the middle of the movie and get a just to get a free refill. And so I remember I was like on my way out. I was like I'll just get the free refill on my way out, and then I will just enjoy the popcorn at home. I knew a guy who used to keep the bag, so every time he went to the movies, he would just get it refilled. (laughs) (laughs) I. I forgot. I did go to a um, uh, this Asian supermarket on Friday. Uh, it was actually after, right after I went to the, right after I went to that brewery. Um, uh, one of my coworkers had told me that they have amazing banh mi sandwiches there. Uh, so I got that, and then I also was kind of browsing their snack aisle, and so I got some like just random Asian snack foods, and I'm not quite sure what they all are, but uh, that's been fun. And I got a delivery of uh, Japanese Kit Kat. As well. Oh, nice. Peach. Um, there's there's one that's green and not labeled, so that might be matcha. Probably, yeah. There's a peach one that I had, which is which was strange. Um, it was like seven different flavors. Um, but yeah, so I, I was a little a little bit experimental this week, also with just some uh, uh, Asian produce and products. Well, what a great episode, Bryce! Thanks for joining us. This is fun. Yeah, it's always nice to to catch up. I don't have any friends here that really watch Top Chef, so it's always nice to catch up with people who do. Where can people find you on the internet if if you want them to? Um, so I'm not that active on social media. I I do have an Instagram. It's uh, at bcr underscore bruno, and that's it. Active on the Instagram stories. Yeah, but we're not promoting that because that's. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because I've, whenever I see you have an Instagram story, I'm like, moving this to the top of this. Watch, watch, watch. <laughs> there might be some uh, extra spicy content. No, no, that's, not like not, not like OnlyFans, <laughs> not like OnlyFans. Just like passionate <laughs> verbal content. Yeah, it's usually just like a couple drinks in. Ideas. I'm talking exactly. about a TV yeah, show. That's one of the things to say. That's it's like Bryce's podcast. Yeah, fifteen. No, no nudity. I promise. No, never. <laughs> and we're serious. Yeah. I promise. You think I would watch something with nudity? No. Come on. Now. Uh Kurt, where can people find you on the internet if you want? Uh at Kurt Clark with two C's. Uh if you want to see pictures of some of the food and drink from uh the my meal kit and from that brewery this week. I'm just still checking that I have yeah. Uh those are uh, yeah, that that pie guy. I have a picture of that pie oh, guy. Oh yeah, look at that, eh? Look, see how purple that is. Yeah, that's like taco. That's 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 beer. Um, I've got my my oh, buns. I've got the, a the buns look great. Don't they? I, I did I did double tap it already, but um, they look great. Wow! Don't RHP content out of context. Do not take what I just said and take it out of context. My buns look amazing, <laughs> and okay. I double tap that. Uh, yeah. Did <laughs> double tap my buns all day long. Oh, uh, they've got oh, the no. bibimbap in there, the cheesesteak. Um, I have one dish left. It's like this Korean, it's a Korean uh, uh, 
rice cakes with uh, pork and bok choy and mushrooms. Um, I'm deciding if I want to make that tonight or tomorrow, depending just how lazy I'm feeling. But anyway, yeah, Kurt Clark on social media. <laughs> Two C's. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at hstrong underscore. Um, you can check out what I'm reading at the Strong Library. I also forced my way onto the Bridgerton podcast on Post Show Recaps this week, um, where I talked about episode seven. So check that out. And until next time, pack your knives and head on out. Bye. 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 Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.